Good morning, it's Thursday, November 16th, and this is the Daily Chirp Podcast. We're bringing you a closer look at one of our top stories and with other important things going on in our community. Today, this Friday, marks a special occasion in Cochise County. It's National Adoption Day, an annual celebration that turns the spotlight on the joy and importance of adoption. Now, some Arizona history. Did you know that Broken Arrow was a Western television series which ran in primetime on ABC from 1956 through 1958? The show worked against stereotypes and featured cowboys and indigenous people teaming up to battle injustice. Starring John Lupton as Indian agent Tom Jeffords and Michael Ansara as Apache chief Cochise, the two fought both renegades from the Chiricahua Reservation and dishonest settlers who preyed upon the natives. Today's history is brought to you by Benson Hospital. They're doing more than treating illnesses in Benson, they're building a healthier community. Benson Hospital is now collaborating with the Diaper Bank of Southern Arizona to provide diaper assistance to families in need. For more information, visit their website at bensonhospital.org. Now our feature story. This Friday marks a special occasion in Cochise County. It's National Adoption Day, an annual celebration that turns the spotlight on the joy and importance of adoption. The public is invited to be part of this momentous day, witnessing the finalization of several adoptions and the birth of new families. It's a day of celebration, reflection, and most importantly, love. Cochise County Superior Court Judge Terry Bannon, the presiding juvenile judge, has been at the forefront of this event. This year, the Superior Court celebrates its ninth year of participation in the National Adoption Day festivities, a testament to the community's commitment to finding forever homes for children in need. The program begins at 9 a.m. at a unique venue, the Sierra Vista Police Department's auditorium. For one morning, this space will transform into an official courtroom, as described by Deputy Court Administrator Nilsa Flores. It's a setting that combines the gravitas of legal proceedings and the warmth of a community gathering. One of the highlights of the day will be a speech from local youth Emma Watchell. Emma's story is particularly poignant. She was one of the children whose adoption Judge Bannon finalized during Cochise County's 2016 Adoption Day ceremony. Now she returns to share her personal journey as an adoptee, offering insights and inspiration to others. It's an opportunity for the public to join judicial and community dignitaries in witnessing the legal proceedings of adoption. These moments aren't just legal formalities, they're life-changing events for the children and families involved. In Cochise County, National Adoption Day isn't just a ceremony, it's a celebration of new beginnings, a testament to the power of community, and a reminder of the enduring bonds of family, no matter how they're formed. Stay tuned as we bring you more stories that touch the heart and remind us of the strength of the human spirit. Thanks for listening. Before we continue, a quick message from our sponsors, Prestige Family Living. Hi, this is Kylie Young with Prestige Assisted Living at Sierra Vista. We know the holidays can be a stressful time for those caring for aging loved ones. It's why we have a free resource page on our website with valuable information and support for caregivers. There are blogs, guides, webinars, and more touching on topics that range from memory loss to fall prevention to mental health and much more. Courtesy of Prestige Assisted Living at Sierra Vista, it's available at prestigecanhelp.com. That's prestigecanhelp.com. Next, we're excited to share our weekly segment, Best of Preps, brought to you by our friends at Lolly Automotive. 
Hi, everyone. I'm Sean Lawley from the Lawley Automotive Group, and we've stocked up on inventory at all of our dealerships. If you've been thinking about a new car, we've got the deal for you on a new Buick, GMC, Chevrolet, Ford, Kia, Hyundai, Honda, Nissan, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. You don't have to go to Tucson or Phoenix to buy a new vehicle. We're your hometown dealer since 1995. We'll beat the big city dealers in price, and our customer service is small-town dealer-friendly. Come into any one of the Lawley dealerships today or shop lollycars.com and see why nobody beats a Lawley deal. Nobody. Now, best of preps. Welcome back, everyone, to your favorite segment inside the Daily Chirp podcast. It is time once again for Game of the Week, where we get to sit down with the Herald Review Media Sports Editor and talk about all things Cochise County Sports. It has been an amazing week behind us and the things that wait ahead. I can't wait to talk to you about it, Bruce Wetton. We got Championship Saturday for the Marine Academy Eagles, going for the school's first ever state title. We're going to be there. We're going to be there with photos, updates on the Facebook page, and I'm anxious to see what these kids can do. But before we get on to Berean, we got a new sport debuting here next year. A new sport? Yes, a new sport. Flag football for girls is coming to Buena High School. Wow. Our Herald Review reporter, Mark Hayes, broke the story in the Wednesday edition of the Herald Review that Buena School Board authorized the beginning of girls' flag football in the fall of 2024. Now, let's talk about this for a second. Flag football is going to be an Olympic sport, correct? Mm-hmm. So it would make sense to start building those athletes now in these schools in high school. Wow, that's amazing, Bruce. The only challenge for this team is trying to find teams to play because right now in this area, the only teams that are playing are Morana and Morana Mountain View. So you'd have three teams in the league. And basically, you'd be going to Phoenix for a lot of games, which Clifton Blaine does already. But we're getting reports that other schools and coaches are in southern Arizona are contemplating bringing in girls' flag football next year on a pilot program, and uh, they'll see how that goes. But it's going to be interesting. But according to the story that Mark wrote, uh, Cole Colvin, the athletic director, passed out a survey to 100 girls and 53% said they would be interested in playing flag football next year. What I'm excited about is this is now a collegiate sport, too. Right. So these, this will open opportunities for additional girls to get scholarships to the next level. And that is one of the most important things because they'll continue their education while doing that sport. Based on some of the females I've seen, I think they can actually play flag football and be good at it, too. And Ryan Brooks is unbelievable. I've watched her play in know, the Powder Puff game, and she is on the path looking at the Olympics in the very near future. Well, we'll be seeing what happens here in the coming, in the coming months, but they haven't hired a coach yet. That's the next step. And so stay tuned. More on this story to come. But girls flag football is coming to Buena High School. That's huge. In the fall of 2024. You can read the story online at myheraldreview.com or buy a copy in the hard copy of the Wednesday edition and read Mark's story. He did a great job on it. And so exciting time for Buena High School. So while it's exciting for that time, not so exciting for the football team that kind of stumbled last week as we were not really surprised, I guess. I was just surprised by the the manner in which they were stumbling. Uh, Buena qualified for his first playoffs in a number of years. They got the 15 seed. They traveled the Desert Edge, the number two seed. And I was getting updates on the game as I was covering other games. And first quarter, it was 28 to 6, Desert Edge. Halftime, 51 to 6, Desert Edge. I'm thinking, oh, this can't be good. Final score was 58 to 14, Desert Edge. So Buena ends the year 7 and 4, 2 and 3 in the 5A Southern. They only had 39 yards rushing the entire game. 
See, and if you can shut down Lujan and Benia, Benia, that's a huge factor. Benia, 34 yards on 13 carries, zero TDs. And Nash Moore was 13 to 23 for 191 yards, 191 in passing with a TD and four picks. So he had a rough night. So let's go ahead and give them their kudos now on the all-conference because some things they they actually did quite well. Oh yeah, in the uh, in the all-region honors. First team for the Buena Colts, Elias Dyson. Yeah. First team, Trenton Williams. First team, Cooper Krause. Other first teamers were Sean Bookman, Simon Peter Johnson, and Bonilla. Scrappy made first team. Second team honors, Dallin Coronado, Braden Hall, Benjamin Marcharulo, the kicker, and Jaden Thomas, Joe's son, made second team. We had no honorable mention honorees. So Buena did quite well, so... Their season ended Friday night, Saturday morning. The rankings come out, or the all region come out. So we got them in the Sunday edition. So as I said in my story, less than 24 hours after, you know, suffering a very disappointing loss, they got some good news, and they didn't do half bad in the all region. I just again, I thought Moore would be up there either as a first or second teamer, and surprisingly, he wasn't. And he was only he's only the number three passer. Only I say the only number three passer in Coaches County over a thousand yards. Well, nonetheless, congratulations, Buena Colts. Yeah, Joe gave us a great season, man. They seven to three last year didn't make the playoffs. Seven to three this year make the playoffs. Unfortunately, that loss to Casa Grande is really coming back to be the Achilles' heel. That, and then of course the loss to Cienega and the loss to Morana, the Tigers. Morana's the only one that's still in it. So, so hats off to Buena. We are officially done talking Buena football. Now we get to talk about Jalen Hampton and the Marine Academy Eagles, and again. This game was kind of concerning because I didn't know what to expect from Ajo. They were not a bad team, Jeff. No. They were not a bad team at all. They made it all the way to the last game before the championship. Ajo is not a bad team. You're absolutely right. The Marine Academy Eagles have won six games this year by 24 points or more so far this season. This game this Saturday is going to be a rematch of a game earlier in the season where Marine beat SciTech 32-14. So just under that 24-point margin, and being a state championship game, SciTech is 7-1, and Marines 10-0. and This will be a very good game on Saturday, and I'm looking forward to seeing how these teams match up. But in order to get to the championship game this Saturday, they had to get through that game last Thursday. How'd they do? Logan Seeley was the offensive standout of the game. He rushed for 155 yards and a touchdown and had 12 carries only. So he had a great night. He's been hot recently, posting six or more solo tackles in the the last five games he's played. Jason Powell was another highlight for the Eagles. He snagged an interception and ran it back for a touchdown, which really got the crowd going. I had it 75 yards, and he was off like a streak of lightning. These guys are fun to watch. And what's so unfortunate is the game's in Mesa at noon. It's a noon kickoff, which is a good thing, but it's Three and a half to four hours away from Sierra Vista, so a long drive ahead. And then the team is going up on Friday. We do know that. And uh, we'll have a pre-story in the Friday edition of the Herald Review on the upcoming game. I'm meeting with Jalen and some of his players this afternoon to talk with them and get their thoughts about the season, about this upcoming game. And, you know, I'm sure they're all saying the same thing. We're going to come home with that ring. We're going to come home with that trophy. Then the other thing that's unfortunate is there's going to be, unlike all the games this season at home, there have been no admission charge. There's a $10 per head admission charge. No cash sales are going to be accepted at the gate. So if you want to get your tickets, you need to go online to the Breen Academy Facebook page. There's a link there. You can purchase tickets. They're $10. 
per head for those tinted above. Not a cheap price, but again, compared to the uh, what you're going to see, and they're good for both games actually, because there's another game after this at 3 p.m. for Division Two. It should be a very entertaining afternoon. Can you put a price on seeing a Cochise County team win a championship? Oh, that's the reason I'm going to get up at 4.30 in the morning to, to make the drive to Mesa because, you know, it's going to be a 14, 15-hour day for me. But at the same time, I really want to be there. Hopefully, now with daylight, I'm getting better shots. I can get a shot of, Gator, of Hampton getting the water bath with the Gatorade bath that I can almost guarantee he's going to get. And then, of course, being able to see the emotion that you're able to get with a flash, but sometimes the flash fired, sometimes it didn't fire, at least now with daylight, I know I'm going to get better shots. And it will be an honor to do that post-game interview with oh, you. Oh, let's hope that I know. the hiccups I know. are removed and we can all get there and enjoy the game. Oh, and, it's so uh, exciting. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the, the drive home will be a lot more enjoyable coming home with the championship. Yes. And They're not going all the way there to lose. No, I'll tell you that no. right now. And that blue-collar football team that Jalen Hampton has coached to perfection thus far this season, they are not going all that way to not come home with a ring. Well, I had to laugh because when I asked Jalen, are you surprised by your, you know what's happened to you? He said, no, we're not surprised. And he's not. They expected to do this well their second season. And that's the mind-blowing thing, Jeff. This is only their second year of high school football. This staff that Jalen has put together, this team that this staff and him have built to do this on only their second year, this is my Cinderella team thus far. They're doing something that no other team has done in this area for a very long time. And especially in this short of amount of time. You give right. me a program that's been in existence two years and you're playing for the state champ. Even, God forbid, should they lose on Saturday, they'll still be the darlings of Cochise County because of what they've accomplished so far. They're, they're my last undefeated team. Everybody else is done. Buena down to Valley Union. They're done. Barina's still playing. Yeah. So I'm anxious to see what they can do. But while this was going on, the all-region honors came out, and boy, did they come out. We've got a lot to recap here, and so we're going to get going on this real fast. For the 4A, I got some exciting news. Ivan Higuera, player of the year, no offensive, offensive player of the year. 1,000-yard uh, rusher, 1,000-yard passer, and, and I'm he pretty did sure it. that's what impressed the opposing coaches enough that he was being the offensive player of the year for the 4A Gila. Wow. We gave Ivan a picture in the Wednesday edition. His photo's online with the story. So, yeah, 1,000-yard passer, 1,000-yard rusher, and even with his 1,000 yards, he's still fifth in the state in the county in passing, but he's number two behind Lopez in the county in rushing. And so player of the year for the 4A. First team honors for the Douglas Bulldogs. Emilio Aguilar, first team. Andreo Campos also made first team. Andres Hoyos made first team, as did Jovan Valenzuela. He get a, it was in addition to first team as well as player of the year, offensive player of the year. Berthley, Emiliano, got in first team. And Jason Hurtado, our stud running back. Hurtado, Higuera, Hoyos, and Almaguer are all returners. So of the of the seven kids Douglas got on first team, four are coming back next year. Nice. Second team honors went to Michael Pearson, Christopher Alvarado, and Isaac Higuera, the big boy, who's a senior. He's playing in his last game. So they all landed up second team honors. Surprisingly, this region had no honorable mentions, none. So this is it for them. But I'm really happy for Ivan, only a sophomore, and you're the Offensive Player of the Year for the region. Like I said, I hung around that last game to watch him play and get his 1,000, and he did not disappoint. And 
You know, he's he's already hungry for next year. We're in the weight room already, chomping at the bit to get back on the football field to improve his skills. And I think that if football could start tomorrow, he'd be out there ready to go because he wants to get back on the field and pick up where he left off. So in the 2A, we also have some exciting news. Uh, more Player of the Year honors, Coach of the Year honors, and I think this was going to be no surprise. Coach of the Year, Eric Homerson, Wilcox. Wow. Two years in a row. He won it last year, and then he came back. Following the 0-3 start to come back and win the region, Eric Halverson, Coach of the Year for the Wilcox Cowboys. Hats off to Eric. Congratulations, Coach. Region Offensive Player of the Year, DJ Elias. Really? Seabass got Player of the Year. Oh, okay. Okay, well, that's amazing, though. So, Seabass right. Player of the Year, Sebastian Lopez, Bisbee High School, DJ Elias, Tombstone, Offensive Player of the Year. Wow. So, hats off to those kids. First team, Logan Stevens, Tombstone, Cash McCumber, Wilcox, Jacob Weichelt, Tombstone. Oh, yeah. Travis Larson, Wilcox. Spencer Anthony, Bisbee. Ed Tingle, Wilcox. Dalton Crockett, Benson. Andrew Griesmer, Tombstone. Emilio Hernandez, Bisbee. Wait, wait, these are all first team? Oh, you ought to see the list. My goodness. Aiden Luna, Tombstone. Izzy Villegas, Wilcox. Calvin Smith, Tombstone. Sebastian Lopez, first team, in addition to Player of the Year. Uh, Landon Ward, Wilcox. Dalton Crockett, again, he got first team as a punter, and he got first team as a linebacker. So he got two first team honors. Uh, Elias was also first team. Malachi Keller, first team. Juan Pablo Novato, first team. Brax Clough, first team. And Bryston Meyer Bisbee, first team. So very long list here from the first team honors. Second team recognition. Brax Clough got second team as a, as a defensive back player. Uh, Buck Garrett, Benson, defensive lineman. Christian Teeters, Wilcox, defensive lineman. Fabian Hernandez, second team. Uh, Terrell Smith, Tombstone. Andrew Workman, Benson. Hunter Wright, Bisbee. Gabe Garcia, Tombstone. Tristan Goodwin, Benson. Danielle Hackett, Benson. Caden Bittigan, Tombstone. Jackson Alvarez, Bisbee. Fabian Hernandez again, uh, Bisbee. And uh, Buck Garrett Benson, Malachi Keller got second team as a place kicker, and uh, Michael Coronado Bisbee, second team as a punter. Crockett, this kid got two firsts and a second. He was second team quarterback. For your senior year to get two first team recognitions. It's a lot of hardware. And one second team. So hats off to Dalton, Alec Fuentes, Wilcox, second team, Logan Stevens, Tombstone, and Flint Davis Benson, second team. Now, this, this region did have honorable mentions, so we'll run down the names here real fast. Gabriel Anderson, Benson, Raleigh Evans, Benson, David Harris, Benson, Sebastian Pijak, Benson, Robert Santo, Benson, Matthew Volker, Benson, Michael Coronado, Bisbee, got honorable mention in addition to second team. Emilio Diaz-Lopez, second uh, honorable mention. Jose Mendez, Bisbee, Javier Montiel, Bisbee, Miles Schuler, Bisbee. Landon Sierra, Bisbee, Victor Valenzuela, Bisbee, and Hunter Wright, Bisbee, got second team, or honorable mention, excuse me, as a defensive, as a receiver slash tight end. For Tombstone and Wilcox, Hunter Griesmer, honorable mention, Ivan Amaya, Tombstone, honorable mention, Andrew Griesmer, Hunter's brother, honorable mention, Sebastian Jones, honorable mention, Elijah Lada, Tombstone, Jacob Marsegan, Tombstone, Miles McLean, Tombstone, Thomas Smith, Tombstone, and Jabari Thomas, Tombstone, and Adrian Tortoise, Tombstone. They all got honorable mention honors. 
rounding out the list here for Wilcox honorable mention, David Allred, Arn Alsup, Ismail Cuevas, Derek Lee, Remington Todd, and Landon Ward. So we've got quite the list there. And I mean, it took four pages of print out here, front and back, front and back. And uh, that's just them. So moving on to the 1A, it got a little bit more exciting there too. We got some, some major announcements to make. We don't have the coach of the year. We don't have the player of the year, unfortunately. But we do have the defensive player of the year, Chase Pacheco of St. David. Wow, congratulations. So I've seen Chase play. Very impressive. And so for the first team, for the 1A, Yannick Carafa, St. David, first team. Quentin Williams, St. David, first team. Todd Pacheco, Chase's brother, first team. So you got two Pachecos, you know, that made first team and one's the player of the year for the defense. That's impressive. Luke Haymore. First team, Quentin Williams, first team. Grayson Merrill, who played only half a season, first team as a punter. And uh, Gannon Carafa made first team as a receiver tight end, as a place kicker, and as a defensive back. So he got three first team honors. And then, of course, Chase Pacheco, as we just mentioned before, player of the year and first team as a running back. Second team honors went to, now Valadini comes into the play here. But we'll start off with St. David. Keaston Richardson, the freshman, second team as a DB. Uh, Cedar Haney, he got second team both as a kickoff returner and a linebacker. Cole Haymore got second team as a long snapper uh, and also as an offensive lineman. Roman Tilton got second team as an offensive and deflection player. Dannon Carafa got second team as a punter. So actually, he got four awards from four different positions. That tells me the versatility of this kid. And Gannon is only a junior, so watch out his senior year. Very versatile. Luke Haymore, second team. For Valley Union, they only had two players make second team. Dylan Mitchell uh, and uh, Elijah Riesco made second team as well. And then honorable mention for St. David, they just had one, Mason Deaver. Whereas for Valley Union, Stephen De La Cruz, Landon Glenn, and Jason Noble all received honorable mention honors. So real fast here, let's run through volleyball. Let's start off with the 1A, and we'll work up to 5A, and we'll work up to 5A for a reason. For 1A, for the volleyball, Holly Keel of St. David, or San Simone, first team. Gracie Crockett, St. David, first team. Haley Deskins and Emma Hart, all from St. David, first team. Second team honors went to Austin Hatch and Evelyn Lopez of San Simone. And the player of the year and offensive player of the year were from St. David. Anissa Jaquez, St. David, senior. She got the offensive player of the year. And the player of the year, Mela Trejo. Yep, hands down, the best volleyball player in the county. She's a senior. We're going to see some good things out of her going forward. I'm anxious to see where she goes from here. She's not very tall, but man, she knows her way around that court. And then for St. David, they had two girls make honorable mention. Alina Didion. And Emmeline Hawkins both made honorable mention, as did best-to-be Castellanos out of San Simone. So hats off to them. For the two-way, real fast here, we actually had four girls from the two-way land all-state honors. Riley Deskins of Benson, second team all-state as a libero. Joining her uh, in the honorable mention categories is Gracie Colston of Benson, and Kennedy Ebert and Jackie Stewart, both the Wilcox, honorable mention, all state. This is the best of the state from all the regions in the 2A. So we actually had four girls, one second teamer, and three HMs make all state honors. Hats off to them. 
So for the 2A, Cochise County really did some damage here. Player of the Year, Riley Deskins of Benson, Kennedy Ebert of Wilcox. Co-Players of the Year wow. for the 2A. For the 2A East. Kennedy Ebert was also the Offensive Player of the Year for the region. Deskins was also the Defensive Player of the Year, so I guess they couldn't decide. So they made him the Coach of the Year. I mean, the, the Player of the Year. And the Coach of the Year was Jackie Blasky of Benson. So hats off to Jackie. So we have... Coach of the Year from Wilcox in football. Coach of the Year from Benson in volleyball. Hats off to them. First team honors for the 2A East from Benson. Gracie Colston, Jamie Darwin, Jackie Stewart, Brianna Schuler of Tombstone made first team. Lucy Vasquez of Bisbee, Riley Deskins of Benson, Avery Lotz of Wilcox, Cameron Fulcher, Benson, Kennedy Ebert of Wilcox, Hannah Humphrey of Tombstone, and that was it. Second team honors went to Trinity Foy of Benson, Kylie Taylor of Benson, Jordan Holly, Bisbee, McKenzie, Bizanti of Tombstone, Mabrisa Tona of Wilcox, Maddie Bennett, Wilcox, Amaya Keeft of Tombstone, all second team, all region honors, as is Natalie Mendez of Bisbee. Honorable mention real fast here, Haley Hatch, Carly Sherman, Janita Avachuco, and Genesis Galvan. These four girls are from Bisbee and Benson both. And then Julie Jacquet from Tombstone and Rachel Thursby from Tombstone. Honorable mention honors. So hats off to them. So the 5A, and the 5A is kind of a segue into my player of the week. I wasn't really surprised by these honors. I was just pleased to see that Buena did so well. First team, all region, Shade Smith, Buena. Camille Kerr, Buena. Aubrey Cox, Buena, Zayla Chadwick, Buena, Lindsay Giselle, Buena, and Alexis Gil Arias, Buena. They were all first team. Second team honors Adriana Keller, uh, Shastity Eddie, and Mariana Bowers. Eddie and Bowers are both sophomores. Keller's a senior. So, again, the future's looking bright for these two sophomores to come up and be first team honors next year. My region offensive player of the year. For the 5A Sonoran, I went to watch Buena play October 2nd against Team P. McClintock. I walked out of there that night was impressed with a number of girls who played really well, but one really caught my eye. She was just dominant that night, and she actually had 15 kills that match. At Buena prevailed over McClintock by a score three to 3-2. So as a junior, she was awarded first-team all-region honors for her performance on the court this year, she was awarded the same first-team honors, but in addition to, she was named the 5A Sonoran Region Offensive Player of the Year. We've already debuted her story in the paper. Folks, I'm talking about Shade smith Abuena. We interviewed her last week here in Jeff's studio. He opened up a studio for us. Jeff, you said you got a soundbite from that interview? I do. Let's listen to it right now. Shade, what's your favorite class at Buena High School and why? I would say my favorite class is English 101. One of the subjects I wanted to progress in was English, and it is just such a good class that opens the creative part of my brain, and that was one thing that I was focusing on a lot this year is opening the creative side to me. What's your favorite food? What do you like to eat? Ooh, everything, honestly. I'm not a picky eater at all. Um, But I would say specifically I love dumplings. 
Now, Shade, are you talking about apple or chicken or what kind of dumplings? Chicken dumplings. Yeah, pork dumplings from Indochine, to be specific. (laughs) Yes, yes. Advertiser, of course. And fruit. I love fruit, any type of fruit. And how do you relax? What do you do in your spare time when you're not on the volleyball court or in class? I've been practicing meditation a lot more recently. So to relax, I meditate. Has that helped your game much at all? Yes, because I'm able to visualize in my meditations and that puts the effort into the court as well. What's something about Shade Smith that we don't know that you are willing to, to go public with? Hmm. I got a lead foot. Have you got? Uh... Oh, let me think. Well, who's your favorite music artist? I like, oh, there's so many. I can't choose one. I will say my favorite genre, though, is electronic. That's my favorite genre of music is electronic. It's I have no intense. idea what she's talking about. This is... <laughs> Maybe my favorite artist. Let me. Um... That's okay. I guess we have to get some help from Jeff to spell it. So, again, talking about your career at Buena High School, what's it been like for you to be a Buena Colt volleyball player these past four years? I feel like since it is a small community that I just felt very supported by the people around me and especially my team because I grew up with these girls and I was able to play with them all four years. So very, just very supported with Buena. Are you fulfilled with your athletic career at Buena High School? I am. I am. I did what I could and can't go back now, so might as well just be happy with it. And are you excited for the next chapter of your life? I'm very excited. I cannot wait. Well, Shade, will the next chapter include volleyball and you playing at the college level? I do not want to go on to the next level because I feel like volleyball has taken up a lot of my life so far. And I also got injured towards the end of my senior season with my arm. It's an overextended injury and it heals only by not doing this movement the swinging movement so i am prioritizing my body and my health over the sport that i love so now we're back bruce after hearing that i think the big breaking news is that her volleyball career she's satisfied with the way it sits and she will not be going on to play at the next level in college however she did mention she's interested in possibly doing some club play yeah yeah and that kind of surprised me when I asked her, I said, what's your plans after college? She wants to actually study neuroscience. And so much doing, not she doesn't cut on the brain, she said, but to do the research. But, I mean, Jeff, her stats, she had 212 kills this season. She led the 5A Sonoran region with 212. She was fourth in the region with 171 digs. She was eighth with 10 blocks and 13th in the region with 17 aces. She accounted for 71 of Buenos points this year. Throughout her four-year career at Buena, which included her sophomore, junior, and senior year, Shade recorded 463 kills. And they went up every year from sophomore to junior to senior. In addition, the 227 digs, 23 blocks, 22 aces. So very pleased with this this week's Best of Preps Athlete of the Week. Shade, you are a lot of fun to watch and She says she also plays soccer and runs track, but she doesn't think she's going to do that this year. She's just going to – but I I got a kick out of her. We asked her the questions, your favorite food and everything else, and, of course, her favorite music is – Electronic. She talked about that in this clip. It was interesting to hear her talk about that. I've never even heard electronic music before. I'm such an old fogey. (laughs) I had no clue. I had to ask Jeff, please explain to me what electronic music is. But what does she do to relax? She meditates. And I need to take some meditation lessons from her, I guess, because as you can tell, I get a little too wound up at times. And man, but 
even her coach, Jen Camoli, when she issued her comments on Shade, she said that that meditation she saw at work this year because she said Shade was a lot more relaxed type of player on the court this year. I did not realize this, but Jen first met Shade in the fifth grade when she was in elementary school, and Shade played summer club ball with Camoli and then goes to high school where her freshman coach is Camoli. Her sophomore year, she moved up to varsity, took the spot of a varsity player, and Jen was not the coach that year, so that was her only year without Kamoli. And then the coach leaves, and Kamoli's back, so Kamoli has her her junior and senior year. So I was just really impressed with her presence and her demeanor when we did our interview with her last week, Jeff. And, and you could hear it on the audio that we just played. Very, I, very composed. I think she was more relaxed than I was. But again... That match that night, I left and I was laughing because I got confused because there was this girl wearing number 50 who was making all these massive hits. Well, that's not her number. Her number is 12. And I noticed that every time 50 would make a kill, 12 would flash on the scoreboard. And I got to thinking, I bet you she misplaced her jersey. Sure enough, that's why she wore number 50 that night because the jersey got misplaced inside the laundry room at the house. Not available to find for the game, so she was forced to wear an alternate number. So you can put her in number one. You can put her in number 12. You can put her in number 50. She's still going to knock these hits down your throat. But what I admired about her, Jeff, and I don't know if we got this on tape, is when she talked about receiving the digs. She said you have to watch the eyes of the other player. And she said some of those hits, she said you have to make the play for. Others you got to absorb with your body. And she said those digs come down with some power. And it can be a hard hit at times. But again, you know, 171 digs this year, I mean, it tells you she was on the receiving end many, many times of some hits. She's putting in the work on the offensive side and the defensive side. Oh, obviously. my goodness. But she was such a joy to watch. So the fact that she got player of the year, she's my best oppressed player of the week. Shade, we salute you, and we thank you for what you did for the Buena Colts this year. And how much fun was it to actually have that as a segment inside our segment? This is cool, actually, thank, talking to her. One of the good times, thank you for the wind. It was so windy outside where I was going to do the interview, we couldn't, so we had to come inside your shop. And thank you for Shade for accommodating us, yes. relocating from Buena High School on her off period to come here to the studio and meet here. And like I said, we were just going to meet outside in the parking lot, but when it got too windy, I said, let's go inside and see if Jeff a little borrow the studio and... Next thing you know, we opened up the mic and recorded it. And got I, a great piece. Oh, it's it was a joy to fun, a lot of fun to do, and hopefully we can do more like this going forward. But getting back to Berean, uh, big game this weekend, folks. Noon kickoff in Mesa. I know it's a four hour trip, so we encourage you to support the the Eagles. They're leaving Friday. We don't have a time yet. I'll have that for you. What I was told was 10 a.m. It is 10 a.m. on Friday. Okay, well, we just got to do breaking news from Jeff. I guess he knows the, the time. They're leaving Breen at 10 a.m. on Friday from the school on Colombo, right? So we encourage you to go out and send off the Eagles. They're my last Coaches County undefeated team, our last hope to win the state championship. And I'm willing to put money that they're going to bring it home. We don't encourage betting, though. No, <laughs> but at the same time, it's one of these things where I'm just – I'm that much of a staunch believer in this team. I've seen them play – this is probably my fifth or sixth time this season. I kept thinking that, well, we're going to have a repeat of the 12 versus 8 game that we had the last game of the season. Well, that didn't happen because the team that they played that week got beat last week in the semifinals. Skyline Prep got beat by Western SciTech. And when I saw that score was 32-14 to 14 at SciTech, I thought, well, Breen's got a better chance because they already handled this team. But then again, this is a rematch, and he who scouts plus 
Both teams are on winning streaks right now. They've won 10 in a row, but they've won six more since that win over SciTech, whereas SciTech lost, and then they've won four in a row since. So somebody's going to have their winning streak snapped on Saturday. Let's hope it's the uh, the SciTech Warriors, Jeff. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to that game, and go Eagles. Stay tuned to Facebook online for the Herald Review. We'll be having updates throughout the game, quarterly reports, and if I can get good pictures with my phone, I'll put them on there as well. The only thing that scares me, they're calling for a chance of rain. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Only a 30% chance, but no, my luck, it'll be a solid 30% chance. And it's a grass field. But hopefully the weather cooperates. But I'm already packing the plastic bags just in case to shoot through them. But I'm just looking forward to having a daytime game where I can get better shots thanks to Mother Nature. And I hear this complex. I've talked to two people already. They say it's not easy to get to, but it's a beautiful 85-acre complex. You've got soccer fields. You've got tennis courts. You've got two football fields, baseball facilities. They said it's immaculate. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. And let's go Eagles. Absolutely, and you can find out about the Eagles and every other team that Bruce covers in print, online at MyHeraldReview.com and on the Herald Review Media social media channels. As always, there are so many sporting events happening, even on the brink of a holiday week and the holidays starting up. So if you are able to make it to any of the local sporting events in your neck of the woods, please consider doing so. It means the world to these young student athletes to have their community support. From the Cochise Broadcasting Studios of KKYZ 101.7 FM, the oldest station in Sierra Vista, Arizona, and on behalf of the Herald Review Media Sports Editor, Bruce Wetton, my name is Jeff Davenport, and I'm wishing you a wonderful rest of your day. And now we'll send it back for the rest of today's Daily Chirp. Thanks for listening. Before we continue, a quick message from our sponsors, Ace Hardware. Hi, this is Les from Sierra Vista Ace. This is a great time to paint. Ace stocks Clark and Kensington, Valspar, Dunn Edwards, and our own Ace Royal paint in interior and exterior finishes. We can computer match other brands and colors too. All the colors you can imagine, even one named Sierra Vista. Decide on the wall or room to paint, bring in a color idea, and let Ace mix your paint. Treat yourself to a new brush and roller too. Save gas, save time, shop Ace first. Sierra Vista Ace since 1981 on the corner of Fry and Highway 9. Next, an upcoming event that you should know about. This Saturday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., head over to Sierra Vista Sports Division for a fun-filled Thanksgiving craft event. From painting turkeys to creating your own pillows, there will be lots of activities for kids and families. Finally, we'd like to remember the life of Cello y Casillas. Cello was born in Bisbee in 1927, where she lived most of her life. For the past 29 years, she has resided in Benson. She was a wonderful, caring, nurturer, mentor, and guide for both family and friends. She was a homemaker who loved people, crocheting, counting cross-stitch, crafts, puzzles, listening to music, and dancing. She loved to spend time talking, laughing, and playing games with family and friends. She was predeceased by her husband and a daughter. Cello was survived by two daughters, eight grandchildren, 22 great-grandchildren, and six great-great-grandchildren. Thank you for taking a moment to celebrate and remember Cello's life. Thanks for tuning in to the Herald Review podcast today. And remember, the Herald Review is here for you with local news you can trust. Subscribe today for unlimited access to all of our content for just $14 per month. This is less than the cost of one hour of one reporter's work on a single story. Also, want to stay up to date on what's going on? Join Neighbor, your trusted neighborhood community. Neighbor is a free online forum you can trust to connect with your community, focus on facts, and make a difference. 
Join the conversation. Visit nabur.myheraldreview.com. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, especially in Cochise County. Become part of the hyperlocal conversation on Cochise County's exclusive social media platform, Neighbor. That's N-A-B-U-R. Your neighbors are striking up meaningful conversations, sharing exquisite Cochise County photos, and respecting each other's views without any other social media noise. No unwanted advertising and only respectful conversations on hot community topics. That's right. Our journalism project manager can set the record straight and help answer any pressing questions about the happenings in our community. Join the conversation at myheraldreview.com slash N-A-B-U-R.